0: I'm Michael Best with June Grasso. Susan Fowler is an engineer who worked at Uber. On Sunday, Fowler, who recently left the company, posted on her blog an account of sexual harassment against her, alleging that her boss at Uber tried to have sex with her and that when she reported it, the company told her it would not be doing anything about it. Uber CEO Travis Kalanick issued a statement calling the allegations abhorrent and against everything Uber stands for and believes in. And the company has now hired former Attorney General Eric Holder to lead an independent review of the allegations uh, and also about diversity and inclusion issues at Uber more broadly. Fowler's accusations are the latest in a line of claims by women that they're sidelined in Silicon Valley's male-dominated culture. Here to talk with us about this situation is Michael Selmy, a professor at George Washington University Law School. Michael, um, so, so Ms. Fowler writes this blog post. What what is she detailing? Happened during the course of her time at Uber.
1: Uh, the allegations she's detailing are, you know, as you mentioned, are similar to a lot of. Uh, allegations that have been coming up recently. Um, in the, this instance, she's alleging, uh, in part, um, egregious sexual harassment, but equally important, I think, the, for Uber, where they have um, uh, really moved for quite quickly on, is the fact that they told her specifically, or told her specifically, that uh, they would do nothing about it, so they were, um, they were not concerned about these allegations at all.
0: Michael, there have been surveys. There was one in 2015 by the elephant in the valley that found that 60 percent of women in tech have experienced unwanted sexual advances from colleagues. There have been there's been a lot on social media, a lot of different claims. What is there about tech or is there something about tech that makes it more susceptible?
1: There's a, probably a couple of different things, whether it makes it more susceptible or not. To an industry that's hard to say, but I think with respect to techs, tech, um, uh, it's clearly been a, a male-dominated uh, industry. Uh, it's also filled with a lot of younger people. Um, and it's certainly, when the companies began or when um, Silicon Valley was going, they were not uh, as concerned about legal restraints as a lot of other more mature industries would have been. So I think there was a bravado among a lot of the people in the industry um, uh, that may be not so prominent in other, uh, industries. Um, and then, uh, um, the youth, uh, possibly might be part of it too, but I think it's, you know, a combination of things that has made the tech world so susceptible to these allegations.
0: Michael, what do you expect that Attorney General Holder is going to end up doing in this investigation?
1: Well, that's always hard to know. Well, these allegations were just reported. As as far as I'm aware, there has not been a formal complaint filed, and so he would probably take the place of um, would would do what um, you know the EOC or another agency might do in terms of the investigation um, uh, with interviews and the like. And I presume he will come up with a report fairly quickly. Would be my guess too that all this will move um, you know quite quickly
0: it's It may seem unusual that a lawsuit hasn't been filed yet or that um, she hasn't gone outside the agency rather posting on a, a blog. What does that tell you?
1: It is unusual. Um, and the fact that the blog was the way that she chose to um, uh, uh, make these allegations public um, is highly unusual. Whether it's um, it, you know, there was recently in the Fox News allegations uh, that hit the news very quickly and settled very quickly. And I think maybe what you're seeing is a strategy that bringing public attention to these allegations um, is the quickest way to uh, a settlement.
0: Well, Michael, when you look at the kinds of allegations she's making here, what what is it that Uber should have done?
1: Well, certainly they should have had a a, a plan in place, which they may have formally had one, most businesses do, for their employees to report harassment and to report harassment uh, uh, generally to the Human Resources Office as opposed to supervisors. There should have been uh, an investigation of those, an internal investigation of those uh, allegations. Um, and then, you know, consistent with that investigation, there should have been some determination of um, the merits on that. And then if they prove to be a true, accurate Uh, then there certainly should have been some discipline for the offending party. And it sounds like they skipped all of those steps.
0: Well, our thanks to Michael Selmy, a professor at George Washington University Law School, for being here on Bloomberg Law. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, we'll be talking about a decision by a federal magistrate which refused to give the government a warrant that would force people to to, to, um, use their fingerprints to open their cell phones, even though there was a warrant to search uh, a computer on the On the premises, when the police got there, the police also wanted to be able to force anyone who had a cell phone uh, that would require their fingerprint to use their fingerprint to open it up. And a judge said that would violate their constitutional rights and he was not going to issue it. Uh, We're going to be talking about that decision coming up straight ahead on Bloomberg Law.